This is Leo, DJ Angel, and you are listening to the underground experience of Uncle Earl.
Congratulations again on your outstanding achievement on radio. Through your dedication and hard work, you have begun to build a body of work that will become a key component of your success. We are pleased and privileged to be with you on this journey. Kind regards, the Academia team. And I also want to say thank you to all of you, ladies and gentlemen, your listeners, my fans, friends, family around the world. Without you, this is not possible because now it's in over 35 markets around the world and I couldn't be more pleased. But enough about me. Let's get on into the show. Like I said, today's show is Mr. Larry Namer. And he is an entertainment and media entrepreneur who, along with Alan Marufka, founded E! Entertainment Television and Movies USA magazine. Namer attended Abraham Lincoln School, graduating in 1966. He then attended Brooklyn College, graduating in 1971 with a degree in economics. After graduation, he worked as an assistant cable splicer for what was then called Sterling Manhattan Cable, which was later acquired by Time Incorporated. After several years as a technician, he became the vice chairman of the cable TV division of the Electrical Workers Union. By age 25, he became the director of operations at Manhattan Cable and a year later was given sales and marketing. In 1979, he became director of corporate development and was charged with building businesses derived from non-entertainment uses of the cable TV systems. He became VP, general manager of Valley Cable TV in Los Angeles. He became involved in the program department. Namer and his friend Alan Marufka created a plan for a TV network named Movie Time that would eventually become E! Entertainment Television. Namer and Marufka eventually sold their stake in the company. In 1989, he was awarded the President's Award for the National Cable Television Association. Namer has played a significant part in launching several other TV networks around the world. After E, Namer created and launched several companies in the United States and overseas, including Steeplechase Media, Comspan Communica Communications, Comspan Russia, and with Martin Pompadour and Jean Zhang, Meitan Development Group. In September 11, Namer was named as the first recipient of the Aaron Spelling Award at the fourth annual Investment Seminar and Global Independence in Beverly Hills. Today, Namer is recognized as one of the world's leading experts on new technology and how it is fundamentally altering the business of international media and entertainment. Mr. Namer currently serves as President CEO of Maton. Maton's flagship series is Hello Hollywood, a weekly entertainment news series tailored to Chinese audiences, offering up the latest in celebrity, pop, culture, and lifestyle news. Under Namer's direction, Maton and a coalition of North America's top TV and film directors recently joined forces to launch Maton's Wen Zhi Ku, a joint venture linking Western writing talent with transmedia projects for the China market. Now, before we get into this interview with Mr. Larry Namer, I'd like to interview someone who is a friend, musician, and winner of nine major awards in the USA and four times nominated in the British Blues Awards, Mr. Trevor Sewell. The past three years have seen Sewell continue to go from strength to strength, particularly in America, where his debut album, Calling Your Name, spent a staggering seven weeks at number one on the American blues scene chart. 
His second album, Independence, went on to win multiple awards and firmly established him as a real force to be reckoned with. An unplugged album recorded live at the legendary Capitol Records studios in Hollywood followed and in its first week of release became a pick of the month. Sewell's music has not only been recorded recently by several American artists, but is also featured on numerous major compilations alongside legendary artists such as Robert Johnson, B.B. King, and Howlin' Wolf, and soon Uncle Earl. The Uncle Earl and Trevor C. Will will be performing a duet. But for now, here he is with All I Need Is The Truth. I heard the rumors If that's what they are Well, this time it's gone too far There's only so much that a man can take Before he breaks But it don't worry me none No way Always knew that come the day Stop going your way You would not stay That's okay Hey, that's okay All I need is the truth All I need is the truth So I can reclaim the life That I had before you All I need is the truth So I can move on up the hole in my life that you leave when you are gone all I need is the truth
What's up, y'all? This is Zaya, and you're listening to Uncle Earl and the Underground Experience. I went through a week of digital Hollywood, and I met some amazing people, incredible innovations coming forth in the digital and entertainment zone and i'm here with one of the masterminds behind many a project uh from television to film to everything he's just a global mogul mr larry namer and uh, he was on a panel at digital summit and uh he was talking with the people from wall street so it was wall street meets entertainment kind of discussion would you say yeah, it was mainly Wall Street analysts, and there was somebody there from Nielsen, and uh, so they were like the business side, and it's kind of how the business and the creative side come together, and so not come together. So basically, it's the the numbers crunchers. Yeah, the numbers crunchers with the theory on the future, with you know, kind of me providing the uh, the Hollywood guy mm. uh, view of what it all means and what all this new technology means much more from. You know the the practical terms, or you know, what, at the end of the day, I think it really comes back to what does the audience really want, not what the Wall Street analysts want, or you know, the cable companies want. You know, that was an amazing point you just made because I was on another panel discussion, and it's turning around to who the content is provided for. So a lot of people start to think about the audience again before they used to think about the brands <laughs> and the sponsors, and but now it's turning around to the you know. The audience, which yeah. is kind of cool. I think you know what what really has happened is technology is you know uh, now put the power back in the hands of the consumer and the audience. Uh, the days that uh, you know NBC controlled every pixel mm-hmm. on that screen and <laughs> when you watched it, on what device you watched it, and uh, what time you watched it, um, you know those days are long gone. I mean, the job that you don't want to have now is being the scheduler for NBC. Was <laughs> basically who cares when he thinks the show should be on? That's you know, right. the shows are on when I want, and they're you know, and and really now everybody's got their own network. When you think about it, I mean, you could arrange mm-hmm. your programming. You know, pick one from ABC, one from NBC, another one from HBO, and another from Netflix. Mm-hmm. And you basically assemble your own viewing experience without need for, you know, somebody in the network to try and do it for you. Right. Basically, you can purchase your own IP address and do the same thing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> These days. So, what was one of the key points, though, out of that discussion that that hit home for you? Well, I, I think you know the the proliferation of of what would be called OTT networks. Um, you know, going over the top where you no longer can find to buying the bundles that the cable company offered you. You know, they had a, a nice 35, 40 year run in, you know, an almost monopolistic kind of fashion. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, the, the big thing that's really happened is HBO uh, making that decision to, you know, kind of break out of the bundle and, and provide an HBO OTT service, which I can now get HBO without having to buy through a cable package. Um, I think that's the one that says it all. I mean, because now if you're a cable programmer mm-hmm. and you're not realizing that, you know, the days of staying just as a cable programmer are, you know, kind of putting you in the same category as a dinosaur. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think, I think you see more than that, you know, more of that. And uh, just, you know, the incredible success of, you know, the Netflix oh, of yeah. the world and, okay. you know, now Hulu and yeah. Amazon just convinced Woody Allen to do television and stuff. So from the creator's point of view, this whole saying television, you know, everybody's going, oh, television's dead. It's not dead. Mm-hmm. It's 
bad television is dead, right. and now you just have the proliferation of it's like amazing itself, stuff. Basically, yeah. What do you think about Vimeo? Is that uh, yeah, running think, as well? I think Vimeo is, is a really interesting service. I mean, they're playing with um, a, a kind of business models, you know, with having stuff on premium and then having some stuff on free and stuff like that. But it's again, it's just providing this other outlet mm -hmm. for creative people to do stuff that you know the networks would never buy into mm -hmm. because the Vimeos have so much lower cost uh, of entry that they could afford to you know engage someone to do some you know really creative stuff yeah. so I, I i like that stuff i like vimeo as a as a service mm -hmm. Now, that was Snail with Funk With Me, Snails featuring Big Gigantic. And Snails is a Montreal-based producer and DJ who pushes a forward-thinking brand of dance music combining trap rhythms, dirty bass lines, and off-kilter sound design. His first tracks appeared online in 2012 on Cannabilan Records. Since then, he has amassed a burgeoning fan base of snail heads and bass lovers. Recent releases like Dirty Racks, RBBR, and Slugs blend hypnotic melodies, huge drops, 
and mind-bending sample manipulation into a tight, dance floor-friendly package. Snail's latest track, Wild, co-produced with Antiserum and released on Skrillex's Ausla Records, was one of the outstanding tracks at the 2014 edition of Ultra Music Festival and recently signed with Circle Talent. Snails looks primed to bring his unique take on dance music to the mainstream. And his partner's Big Gigantic is an instrumental live tronica, hip-hop, and jazz musical group based out of Boulder, Colorado. They combine electronic beats with live saxophone and drums instrumentation. And now let's get on back to my interview with Mr. Larry Namer. Hi guys, this is Mirati and you're listening to The Voice of the People. Is branding and marketing as big a part of the market over in China as it is here? Or is it independent of itself? It's actually much bigger. Big? Um, yeah, when you think about it, you know, you, you have in the United States, Coke and Pepsi are fighting for one one hundredth of a percent of market share. Right. So when they evaluate a media venture, they really have to look going, okay, what, what is this really going to mean in terms of the overall sales of the brand and stuff? Mm-hmm. And the, the number turns out to be a very small number. So a very successful media campaign doesn't necessarily translate into a very successful sales mm-hmm. campaign. <clears throat> then you go to China where there's not this years of built-in brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. And you, you could offer something new and innovative, and the brand manager is sitting there going, wow, something new and innovative can move the needle, you know, four, five, six points hmm. of market share. And then you multiply that by the fact that you're now going after 1.3 billion people hmm. um, who don't have built-in consumer patents yet. Right. And the upside becomes incredibly high. So brands are much more willing to take a risk on new and creative stuff and integration and all kinds of other things because just their reward can be so much higher. Does there have to be a name attached to it or will they take up and coming independent? No, they they take up and up and coming independent. We just did a a series. um, We we actually work backwards. So we work with Bacardi, Mm -hmm. uh, the liquor company, who's obviously looking at that market and going, wow, 1.3 billion people who, right. you know, who have a tendency to like to drink, um, <clears throat> but don't know what Western drinks are. Mm. So um, we built a, um, an online series for them, you know, more like a, a sitcom, 30-minute mm-hmm. uh, series that's called Modern Life, and for lack of a better term, it's Friends Meets Big Bang Theory. Okay. Uh, but in the show, one of the characters, Jerry, um, decides that he's going to go to bartender school. So. And really what, Bart, what Bacardi's agenda is for the next few years is get people to learn how to become bartenders so they can make Western drinks for people and then don't want to so go buy the liquor that they drink from <laughs> um, So, you know, Bacardi backed that, that whole series. Um, Jerry was integrated as this character. And, mm-hmm. yeah, but then if you go to the Bacardi website in China, you'd find Jerry teaching you how to make a margarita or... Anything and if uh, there's a club opening in Shanghai and Bacardi's the liquor provider, they'll say, "Come and meet Jerry from Unlike." Okay. So you build the credibility of the character, and yeah. then you move them literally across all kinds of mediums wow. um, and stuff. So much more innovative than than you could do here for the most part. Hmm. Is it more important to have it in television or film, or is it about the same? We like we it? like television. We think when it comes to product integration, yes. Um, Film is okay for a one-time 
bang of a logo mm -hmm. is to get someone visually used to seeing a logo mm -hmm. because if you try and get an entire brand message into this little 10 second yeah. piece it tends to be exaggerated not believable and we think it actually work as a negative but you know when you do television and you have episodic mm -hmm. you literally could look and say okay here's a message way too complex to tell in 15 seconds or even a 30 second spot mm -hmm. but over the course of a tv series i can weave that message in in a much more subtle much more believable fashion mm -hmm. and get much more information i mean the human brain alone take in so much right, at a exactly. time so you know with jerry you know the show starts with jerry going gee i'm looking for a career what could i do <laughs> next episode is hey you know i heard about bartender school next episode i'm going to research bartender schools mm -hmm. the third one i'm going to <laughs> bartender school. school yeah so he builds it theme. over the thing mm -hmm. and people begin to you know begin to realize he went through a very human-like process mm -hmm. as opposed to woke up in the morning and started making margaritas you know <laughs> So was this Modern Life your baby? Yeah, Modern Life, Modern Life was mine. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote the story. So in China, what we do is I write story, mm -hmm. and then I have a team of people who are local who, mm -hmm. who write dialogue and do the localization. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow, and you, you said you have a film coming up as well. Yeah, we're doing a, um, we bought a book called Empress. Mm -hmm. And um, and different than most people, what, um, a lot of people are rushing to China and thinking China is now the golden goose and Chinese companies are just going to give money and they're going to make whatever movies not they feel not like not that ain't going to happen. <laughs> we really wanted to find a, a movie that would have global appeal mm -hmm. that we could make in China. And um, so we found a book called Empress. It's about the first woman ruler of China. Mm. And the story is about a woman struggle to make it to the top of a male-dominated world. So that could play anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. It yeah. just happened to have really happened in China. Mm -hmm. So um, what's going to be very different with that movie than um, uh, others is it's going to be shot in China and it's going to be all ethnically Chinese actors. Mm -hmm. But the movie will be shot in English. Um, and with the, with the full blessing of, you know, the Chinese government, who's, you know, because at first I said, gee, wouldn't that be what? racist? <laughs> and they went, no, you know, they said, Larry, if you make this movie in Chinese, and dub it in subtitle in English, maybe 1% of people might actually go to see a subtitle movie. But if you make it in English, and the story is really good, mm -hmm. there's a chance that people around the world will actually get to learn a little bit about Chinese history and Chinese culture. Now, will they subtitle in Chinese, though? Uh, yeah. So okay, so you be, do the reverse. So this is going to be subtitled <laughs> in Chinese, and we got a... Um, so we brought in uh, Ron Bass to write it. Ron Bass won the Academy Award for Rain Man, and he co-wrote Joy Luck Club. Mm -hmm. And so Ron is writing it, and uh, you know, so far, so good. Wow. You know, it's coming along nicely. Wow! How soon will it be on air? Well, that's what I hate about I doing mean, movies. It, well, I mean, when, with, with, yeah. in China, you know, we go from an idea in my head to being on the air on the web in you know eight weeks. Uh, you know, TV show, Ooh. it's in my head and we're on the air in six months. They do have a movie, it's like, you know, there. it's it's a three to four year proposition, you know. So for me personally, it moves way too slow, but... Mm -hmm. But it's done properly. Yeah.
We are not playing around here today, are we? We are rocking out. That was Voice of Addiction with Modern Day Meltdown. And they are originally from Chicago, Illinois. And they are politically charged and socially conscious rock and punk. The offenders are Ian Johnny X on vocals and bass guitar, makeup, Jake, guitar and vocals, Vince, half price, drums and vocals. Voice of Addiction takes on the attitude that the punk rock revolution instilled in them, but infuses it with genre mashing breakdowns. Sometimes described as a unique, refreshing slant to the rock world, Voice of Addiction's members put their distinct personalities and experiences into the instruments they play and the music they write. Voice of Addiction's music has an immense presence that builds tension and releases it at the most opportune times. Catch it. Now let's get on back to Mr. Larry Namer. <laughs> you have the uh, Hello Hollywood you've been doing, I mean, mostly here for the Chinese market. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, so Hello Hollywood's now in its fifth year. Uh-huh. So it's, it's what is the Chinese audience wanted about Hollywood? So everything we do is we cover Hollywood, but from the point of view of what, what that audience is looking for, mm-hmm. um, everything is done in Mandarin. Uh-huh. And it's very, you know, what the Chinese audience is looking for, at least today, is actually kind of refreshing <laughs> because it's not... Not the typical it's, just star sightings. It's, it's, it's not that kind of, you know, TMZ has become the arbiter here, you know, of, of that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. it's basically, let's find a celebrity doing something bad and right. we'll catch him and we'll film him and right. we'll ruin his life. Right. Um, in, in China, people are more interested, you know, if you take uh, Tom Cruise. They, you know, it's what does Tom Cruise do on the weekend with his kids as opposed to tell us about Scientology right. and, you know, and all of that <laughs> stuff. So it's much that. sweeter, gentler. Um, and, it, it, you know, for me it's much more fun because I've always been to, you know, celebrating celebrity hmm. as opposed to trying to tear them Jeremy apart. Down. Yeah, we got um, for that. And uh, so that, that show continues. So they go to the Academy Awards and the parties and the premieres and all of that kind of stuff. So Do you do exchanges back and forth, like take commentators over there? We have, uh, we have folks here. So mm-hmm. we have a, to- a team here that... Um, They've all, um, they've all been born in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've all come here to go to film school or mm-hmm. something like that. So they're all here and they run around and we have Chinese hosts who are bilingual. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they'll talk to Tom Cruise in English and then I'll turn to the audience and speak in Mandarin. And but do you have, do you have commentators over there that give entertainment news from China? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, well? we, don't, we don't bring the China entertainment news back here because mm-hmm. here there's really not a lot of interest in what the Chinese entertainment scene is. So we have hosts there mm-hmm. that'll interface with our hosts here, you know, and oh, ask Tom Cruise this, and almost like the studio audience versus the field reporter. Right. Okay, well, you've done a lot of things. So now, what does Larry Neiman do just to relax? Cook. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you a chef? I yeah. Mean, you, you really I, that's, cook. You know, if I didn't get thrown into this entertainment stuff, I'd be a chef somewhere. Really? What's your favorite um, dish? Uh, well, oddly enough, I could cook Chinese. I've been cooking Chinese food since I'm a kid, uh, um, even before I started going to China. But you know, it's, for me, that's therapy. It's I can instead of going laying on a couch mm-hmm. somewhere and having somebody ask me questions, I could just get lost <laughs> in the kitchen and wow, and do that. So you know, doing dinner parties for friends and stuff like that, and basically using them as guinea pigs for whatever. I'm. Now, have you have you ever been an actor? No, 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 no. You've been around all this time. You've never even had the itch to try it. And uh, up until very, very recently, I've been a little bit of a hermit. 
um, you know, during the you deserve days. It. <laughs> You've um, been quite active your whole life. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I've been a hermit because I'm not really into the whole Hollywood thing, mm-hmm. the scene and stuff. And you know, from you know, being a kid from Brooklyn, you know, to who who hit it big, obviously, um, you know. Daddy drove a Pepsi Cola truck. Mother worked for the Department of Welfare. Okay. You know, came from real humble beginnings. So a lot of it was just weird for me. Mm-hmm. You know, to to you know, because he's now in 120 countries and it's worth a few billion dollars and stuff like that. You know, to yeah. to go out and you know, being a single guy, you go to a club and a great-looking 20-year-old girl starts chatting you up and. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, wow, I must look really good today. And they go, oh, shit, some, her friend told her right. that he got, got one and within a few minutes, you, you're, being, <laughs> you're being pitched on a script or something like right. that. So, right. But just, you know, in the last few years, I really started doing a lot more charity stuff, a lot more speaking to particularly young entrepreneurs and, and things like that. So I, I get out a little more now. Mm. And besides, say, besides the cooking, is there something else artistic you do? Do you paint or do you write? I, I tried painting. I'm god-awful. Uh, <laughs> but I started writing. Um, I, I mean, I used, I used to write, you know, stuff back in the E days. And because he was so successful, I got thrown into the, um, you know, people go, well, you know, you know the business side, so you're the business guy. So everything I would do, mm-hmm. I would never get to do the creative stuff. I was always the business. Because my degree is in economics. Okay. I know how to read a balance sheet and you know all of that stuff but now in China I just took the position I'm doing what I want I really don't care mm-hmm. um, so I'm writing and I'm writing comedy um, would you try writing comedy you know for a cult for a language you don't speak for a culture you didn't grow up in um, and but so far so good you yeah know, so far we've been reasonably successful okay. at it and stuff and I think it's the ability to be able to stand two steps back and kind of really mm-hmm. see what's sure. going on and see the humor and everyday life that okay. maybe the people I living mean, and in it's don't. pretty it's pretty like you said when you find a subject basically we all the same we just in yeah. different languages you it's know. very very little differences yeah. so even this comedy that we have on now you know we've had on um, 80% of it is common human values, 20% is local to the market. Mm-hmm. So the story can travel, you know, anywhere. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, I thank you for this time. You know, I, I know you're busy and we've been trying to, we've been hitting and missing, but, you know, I believe in divine timing and this was it. And here we are. Well, great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. All, All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Larry Namer. There'll be more right after this.
welcome back to the show. This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ of the Ultimate Underground Experience. You just heard Rock It to the Beat by Quintino. He was born Quentin Vandenberg, better known by his stage name, Quintino. He is a Dutch DJ and record producer. His music is mostly electro house. In 2014, he was named number 86 in the top 100 DJ list put out by DJ Magazine. And now let's turn over to a spotlight moment. A new track called Fall Into the Deep. The group called The Encore. It's a duo of sound engineer Maurizio Pina and multi-instrumentalist Daniel Moray. A vehicular message and the voice of DJ Flavia Laus with a USA style makes the song unique. The project is accompanied by a fantastic video clip made with modern graphics in 2D. The single is described by the authors as a hymn to life, the awakening of the sleeping warrior in all of us, the power that makes the human being extraordinary, and many times our culture and our daily life doesn't allow us to remember this. The recording and the mix was made in Italy at Soundroom Studio Recordings, while the mastering was entrusted to Antoine Chabert in Paris, sound engineer who worked on the last album by Daft Punk, Random Access Memory. The sound was put in the hands of this great engineer and was actually produced from the need to put out a funky dance track with the elegance that only the French are able to express at best.
Hi, this is Blaze Mazer, the writer and director of 420, and you're listening to the Ultimate Underground Experience with Uncle Earl. <laughs> well, all right, now we've come to the end of the road, but we can't get out of here without mentioning that we just went through Super Bowl 50, Denver Broncos 24, California Panthers 10. Womp womp. But, you know, it was a very exciting game, and we can't forget the halftime show now. There was Coldplay who started off, then Bruno Mars came out and did his uptown funk thing, and then they were joined by Beyonce. And I must say that it was very interesting because she seemed to be in the shadows because you could not hear her, her mics was not up properly, and I think uh, Bruno Mars kind of trumped her. But you know, I wasn't up there and they were, so more power, love, and blessings and magic to all of them. And I want y'all to get on that there and start doing your thing because Uncle Earl is definitely going to be doing his thing. I will be going on a tour this year 2016 and i also have a performance coming up in los angeles at rage nightclub and bar in west hollywood on wednesday march 2nd if you're in town please come by and say hey 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 how you doing <laughs> i'll be performing new music as well as my number one hit are you ready and are you ready so come on down to rage in west hollywood take care of yourselves be good to people be kind be loving and um share share it's all about sharing don't let this political campaign get you down you know vote with your heart don't vote with popularity vote with your heart and just know that we've got to live with whatever decisions we make so be very conscious and baby baby careful we're hunting weapons <laughs> sorry i had to go there all right but i'm gonna get on out of here because i got to go all right i love you all and um please 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 check out the website www.ultimateunderground.com that's www.ultimateunderground.com for news views and whatever you choose okay this is uncle Earl signing off with kaluba by project praetorian and akko on one of my family labels revitalized records jam on in to the future y'all here we go <laughs>